The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Joining me now to break down the AFC offseason priorities, Ryan Wilson and John Breach. What's up, fellas? Hello. How's it going? It's going great. That was just a Hi. short intro. Hi, Will. Hi. Uh, we have a J.J. Watt emergency podcast. J.J. Watt joined the Arizona Cardinals. You can check that out in the feed. Uh, by the way, it is Tuesday, March 2nd. Forgot to mention that. And uh, we also have a Mock Draft Monday podcast with Ryan Wilson and Chris Trapasso. Mock Draft Monday 3.0 in there as well. Coming up tomorrow, Pete Prisco unveils his top 100 free agents. How long is that podcast going to take? Um, 30 minutes. I don't know, Pete's, no, Pete usually talks a lot longer. Does he have to rewrite the whole thing now that J.J. Watt's no longer a free agent? You got to re-rank everyone? I think they started like changing the editorial policy on that where he can just add an update to it, which is probably smart. Well, um, given that uh, Pete didn't have Mika Fitzpatrick as one of his best players, he probably didn't have J.J. Watt in the top 100. Ho-ho! Up high! I would tell you guys one. where he had him, but Pete got very angry at us for ooh, leaking ooh, some rankings. Do you know? Do you know? I have spoil it. it. All right, talk talk for a moment. I'm pulling it up. All right, it has okay. to be. I mean, it has yeah, to be. What's, so, what's your guess? By, by the way, what's that, Diva? What's the guess? Uh, I'll say he had J.J. Watt 16, and here's his blurb. It's like, is he a Hall of Famer? Question mark? Yes, no doubt about it. Maybe he's not still the same player he was, but he can still win at times. I'm going to say seventh, and the blurb is T.J. Watt's his brother, and so is Derek. I'm going to say ninth, and the blurb is smart for leaving Houston, but won't be as good as he was with the Texans. All right, so Brinson is the closest, and I think this blurb blurb is going to be longer than you expect it, but he has J.J. Watt coming in at number 18 on his list of free agents. Wow. He said he was. You got to remember, that's before before the tags. It's like Dak Prescott's on there. Dak Prescott. Yeah, yeah, right. Spoiler is is number one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, the, I wasn't considering tag guys though. So you got to subtract the tag guys and re re tell us what the ranking is. So the no. blurb, he would be a lot higher on this list if he were a few years younger. You think, Pete? Uh, he's still a good player, but he isn't what he used to be. Even so, he can help a team in need of a nice veteran <laughs> down player. That's literally what I said. Was that Matt, yeah. Matt Libs, right? Uh, we do no, on this no text thread. TJ though, on this text thread with Prisco, because Pete will always say like, it's like short sentence. Then one word, question mark, short answer, and then I would, like, something. I would kick. And it's like you can write in Pete's voice so easily, and it cracks me up to no end. Uh, we mentioned it's March. You know what that means? It's time for Paramount Plus, baby. You've probably seen the journey to Mount Paramount spots featuring Bill Cower, James Corden, Patrick Stewart, Beavis, and Butthead. Yes, quite the squad. Paramount Plus is live sports, breaking news, and a mountain of entertainment. You can go straight from game day to movie night with Paramount Plus. Stream iconic movies like The Godfather, Indiana Jones, and Mission Impossible, and new episodes of critically acclaimed original series like Star Trek, Picard, The Good Fight, and The Stand. And get this, it's where you can dive into live sports from us at CBS Sports, including the NFL, March Madness, The Masters, and Champions League soccer plus stream hit shows from cbs nickelodeon mtv bet smithsonian channel and comedy central live sports breaking news and a mountain of entertainment paramount plus streaming march 4th um i should mention that my wife actually texted me ak texted me on saturday and said do we have paramount plus i said we do but nobody does yet because it's coming march 4th it was cbs all access she says they're airing the next season of RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> I didn't know that. 
Yeah, because RuPaul is VH1. My wife, Ooh. huge RuPaul fan. Yeah, just tell her that her husband is terrible about answering work emails to get the free stuff. So if she wants Paramount Plus, she might need to check her email. We have Paramount Plus. Do you know what I watch on CBS All Access, soon to be Paramount Plus? The Smithsonian Channel. I was talking about the Smithsonian Channel the other day because I watched the uh, the plane crash movie, the shows from Smithsonian. Uh, and, one of uh, the most underrated channels out there. Sure. It's a great and channel. Stuff. Education. We have kids, education, <laughs> sports. So like Michael Scott. <laughs> education, yeah. kids. And, and laughs at Comedy Central. Um, speaking of laughs, if anybody tells you the Jaguars are going to the playoffs in the next couple of years, you should laugh at them like we did at Pete Prisco. But the Jaguars are the first team we'll be looking at for the AFC off-season priorities. They're 2021 20, odds. 40 to 1 to win the AFC, which seems frankly a little short. And 75 to 1 to win the Super Bowl? What? What are we doing? How are they that low? Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer, I guess. I guess. They have the number one overall pick in the draft, presumably to be Trevor Lawrence, the number 25 overall pick and the number 33 overall pick. Plenty of uh, potential here in the draft. Free agents, Cam Robinson, Trey Herndon, Keelan Cole, Josh Jones, Tyler Shatley, Dewan Smoot, Tyler Eifert, and Chris Thompson. 70. $7.5 million in cap space, according to Over the Cap, number one in the NFL. When you look at this team, Wilson, and we won't say quarterback, uh, what do you think their biggest offseason priority should be? Right. So, yeah. If we're not I mean, say- I mean, like, they're great. Like, I don't even think it's a prior. I guess it's like, don't turn in the wrong card. Don't fall for Zach Wilson. I, I mean, they're going to take Trevor Lawrence. Right. Don't pull a Mike Tyson, forget to draft the player. That would be happen nice. Once. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so offensive line, defensive line, edge rusher, cornerback, running back, wide receiver, uh, just about any position you can think of. But I think, I think Prisco's talked about this too. After a quarterback, obviously, you probably want to get with your other first round pick an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman and then go to the other position, uh, when you pick a 33, I think is where they have. They could take a, a tight end, for example. That's also where they need help. So literally everywhere, you can draft a player and make that team better. And as you know, they have a ton of draft picks, six out of the top 100, I believe, and all that cap space. And I, I don't think it's unreasonable to think that they win seven games this season and then they make they make the playoffs in 2022. I mean, oh, there's no I, reason not to. You you have six of the top 100 draft picks. You have the best quarterback. You have Justin Herbert 2.0, you hope, fingers crossed. And you have a ton of draft uh, salary cap space. I mean, a ton, 70-something million. So what – like what's the what's the ceiling and what's the floor for twenty twenty one if they hit on everything? I don't think Wilson is that crazy. I was kind of just thinking the same thing. You have the most salary cap space. You have you, most teams if they do horrible, uh, you go one in fifteen the prior year. Your biggest question mark going into the next season is at quarterback. But but for Jacksonville, that's not the issue because you know it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. So if I'm the Jags, what I'm doing is I'm looking at my offensive line situation. And I'm saying, all right, well, I got nearly $80 million. There are some tackles out there I can sign. You can bring in a guy like Trent Williams. All of a sudden, you have an all-pro left tackle to help you protect Trevor Lawrence because what you don't want to do is turn into the Bengals who do not protect their starting quarterback, and then he gets beat up and injured halfway through the season. Uh, so, boom, and you do have offensive weapons. You know, you have your DJ Chark. You have uh, – James Robinson at running back now. You had guys who looked good last season. Uh, their defense wasn't that bad. This was a team, you know, 1-15, in 15, yes, but they lost, I think, six games by one score. So, you know, they played competitively. I don't think it's crazy what Ryan is saying. Maybe seven or eight wins next season if they uh, play their cards right here. Did you say the defense wasn't that bad last year? It wasn't horrible. I mean, it, it wasn't. They got some young guys on there that you hope improve. Their defense is terrible. It wasn't great, but I mean, they drafted CJ Henderson. They have Caleb on chase on. They have Josh Allen. They have some guys that, that you can build around and, you know, Miles Jack is still there. Are you a hundred percent sure it wasn't the worst defense in football last year? Was there a worse one? Uh, it could be. Uh, what does football outsiders say? They the Lions, great. the Lions I, I, are the worst defense. They uh, weren't great, but I, I think that, you know, you can feel okay around the young building blocks. I feel like is what I'm saying. Uh, so you don't Jacksonville, okay. Jacksonville had the second worst defense in, in football. Second. But you can attribute that to the fact, some of that, some of that Dude, to the fact being that, terrible? that the yes. offense wasn't good. And so you're just, uh, the defense wasn't great. I mean, that's, but if, if you have a better offense, that's going to help your defense. I can tell you that nobody in Jacksonville think, thought they had a good defense. 
Yeah, no one does I, think they have a good defense. Yeah, no one said they had a good defense. You said it was not that bad. It was terrible. It was one of the worst defenses in yeah, professional they can, football. They can, not they that can bad play. isn't good. <laughs> it's like, okay, if I guess if bad is the worst defense in football, then it was not that bad. Uh, <laughs> it's, like, it's the 31st defense in football behind only the friggin' Lions. Matt Patricia's Mona Lisa. Uh, look, at any rate, Jack, Jacksonville has a lot of holes. And I think this is where it gets kind of interesting to me as to how you approach this because – let me ask you this. Who wins more games next year, the Lions or the Jaguars? Oh, Jaguars, for sure. And why? Trevor Lawrence. And all the salary cap space and, and not having yeah. Matt Patricia. Well, well I mean, let's, so they have Trent Baalke as their GM, which is, is kind of interesting, I guess. But what's, what I find fascinating is how they will approach the combination of free agency and um, the draft. Because you have – your free agents, as we mentioned, Keelan Cole, Chris Conley, and D.D. Westbrook are all set to be free agents, right? That means you have D.J. Chark and LaVisca Chanel, who are good pieces, but you need you need to get – you have to – if you're getting Trevor Lawrence into Jacksonville, it is imperative that you use all these resources to build up around him. At the same time, I do think you want to have a better defense than you've had the last few years. So how aggressive do you get in terms of pursuing defensive players in free agency – and then get like leaving yourself or, or do you, do you go and try to get offensive linemen and free agency and then get defensive players in the draft and let the defense come along, you know, in a year or two. So I think that that yes. strategy and how they approach it will be very interesting to me because but the good news is they have the best of both worlds. They have six picks in the first 97, sure. 97. They have 70, whatever million in cap space. Got to hit you on can, them. You can do both. That's right. You got to get it right. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. The good news for them is you can't mess up Trevor Lawrence. I don't think, I mean that unless you, as you say, you, you, take the wrong person you take mac jones at number one and everyone but me goes crazy um but you take trevor lawrence number one then the rest just sort of sort itself out and i think these young players on defense i think they will improve josh allen was really good anyway caleb on chase and cj henderson the two first round picks last year i think they will get better but you have to protect trevor lawrence and you have to to your point give them weapons so you can draft a wide receiver in the first round you can sign whoever you want to sign a wide receiver kenny galladay or whomever and, and you know hopefully as you point out get it right I wouldn't hate getting aggressive with a trade here and giving up because they um what are their Wilson, do you have their other second round picks offhand? They have thirty three, forty five, and then they have a pick sixty five in the third round and ninety seven in the fourth round. Okay, so I wouldn't want to give up you say sixty five? Mm-hmm. I would give up sixty five in a in a tag and trade for Kenny Galladay or Allen Robinson. Yep, that's right. And you, you get a like, I know they need to Are the Lions doing that? Lions ain't doing that. I think, I, I don't think they can, they're not going to sign Kenny Galladay. They need him for this year, but I think they may be more interested in trying to figure out a way to. But even if you don't want to get crazy and pull a tag and trade, there are receivers out there. You know, like we've mentioned Marvin Jones before as a, as a good kind of tier two receiver. You can go out and not break the bank, go after Will Ford, uh, Ryan's boy, Juju Smith Schuster. You know, obviously Allen Robinson and Kenny Galladay's, you know, the top of the food chain. Those are guys, if you can get them, uh, you know, you want to try, and that would be you're really putting Trevor Lawrence ahead of the game if you give him a receiver like that to start out with. Uh, but there are a lot of free agent, free agent wide receivers they can go after. I think they'd be crazy not to sign one. Uh, by the way, Wilson has the Jaguars taking Christian Barmore out of Alabama. He was a beast in the playoffs, a wrecker up the middle. Uh, and it'll be it'll be interesting too to see what does you know. Uh, what kind of, what does the defense look like for Jacksonville? Do they have the people in place to try and, like, do they have, do they feel like they have the personnel in place? How much of a you know, makeover do they do to it? There's a lot of work to be done on both sides of the ball. And you can argue that the, the easiest move is to just take Trevor Lawrence. The question then, as I pointed out, becomes how do you build around him? Do you blend it in the draft for free agency? And, and that really to me is going to be what, um, what ends up being the story about Jacksonville and, and whether or not they can compete right away or compete uh, in two years. Seven wins would be a huge year for them. Well, what's your over-under? Yeah, what's your over-under, Brinson? Mm. Five and a half? Over. It's probably six. Over. Yeah, so you're right there. You're one game. What are you talking about? You're right there. Yeah, but I mean, I'm saying you're saying it, it wouldn't be six and a half. It would be six. Over. Okay. That's. I mean, the Panthers won five games, and they were three and three. That's less than six. 
Yeah, but the point is that three and three, everyone's like, oh my God, they're three and three. Matt Rule's a genius. <laughs> That's my point. I mean, this team is better. I think has a chance to be better than what the Panthers were in 2020. Maybe. All right. Uh, anything else on the Jaguars before we move along? No. Yeah. I mean, uh, let's see. Where are they going to finish? Are they going to finish ahead of the Texans in the division? I was going to say, is there any way they can win the AFC South next season? Yeah, sure. We don't know about Carson Wentz except Debo. Debo thinks he's going to win a Super Bowl. Wait, what, um, are the, what are the Titans doing in the AFC South? I mean, they're not beating the Titans, I don't think. No, but I'm saying, like, are the Titans less than minus 200? If they are, I'm that's sure a, it's on, I'm sure it's on the rundown if you scroll down. <laughs> not, the division odds aren't on there, you jerk face. Oh, no, they're not. Uh, 13 to 1 to win the AFC, though. So The Titans, yeah. The, the, the Titans are, are plus, plus 115. To win the division? To win the division. That's a bet. That is a yeah. bet. That is just that is a pure fade of Carson Wentz and and the Texans and the friggin' Jaguars. The Titans are plus money to win the division. The Colts are plus one hundred five, and then Houston and Jacksonville are both plus twelve hundred, twelve to one. That's a bet right there. Hmm. There you go, Brinson. I, I Log on, some... make that. Brinson, make that right now. Brinson, we can go head to head on that one. What, who do you want? You want Carson? Oh yeah. God, you're you're hopeless. All right, let's do it. Done deal. Wilson will take Jacksonville. Yep. Oh, all right. And that means Breach gets the uh, Texans. I would no, take me, and, me and Breach both are on the Jacksonville train, is what he's saying. Breach and Wilson get the field. Uh, what do you want to You want to bet a top shot on it? <laughs> a tattoo well, or a top loser, shot. I think those are the only options. The loser between Debo and Brinson has to get a top shot tattoo. <laughs> no, we're not doing tattoos. Um <laughs> What uh Brinson gets really top, annoyed when we talk tattoos now. Like he's the one that's supposed to get so, one. This is so stupid. Lost. All right, Brinson has to get the team's logo shaved into his head. No, yes. no. Why? I'm not shaving anything to my head. Uh, you know what this is? I would absolutely do that. Here's why Brinson You would get a does, Titans logo shaved into your head? Yeah, my hair grows quick. Here's so why fine. Brinson doesn't want to do it. Why? Because hair plugs don't grow back. That's why he doesn't want to do it. Look at that. Oh my god. Yeah, hundred percent. You're doing it. Do it in the back or the side. You think yeah. those locks are fake, bro? Yes, uh, I do. <laughs> um, uh, well, let's bet a top shot on it. No, we just said get your logo shot shaved to the side of your head. No, the best part is we bet a top shot now, so like we'll figure out by the time this next podcast is what the top shot is. No so one we cares have to, about top shot. Like you, yeah, but we have to put it do. up. But like if, but like if one of us guesses wrong and the top shot ends up shooting to the moon, all of a sudden care. it's like a five hundred dollar bet. I don't care if. One we of don't you care about you. Losing you need to get dollars. a tattoo before you tell anyone with the premises As of the I Venice. tell people all the time, logistically, it's being held up by you and that other idiot. That it's I'm not held at. up by me, Breach. We got to get these. these uh Because Breach has got to draw it and you got to pay for it. I, I, again, I'm ready, ill, and unable to quote. The Call an voice. artist. If you know a tattoo artist, I, I, I got to get started on this. I, I, the ball's in my court, and right now I'm, I'm double dribbling. We need somebody <laughs> to sketch us. We need somebody to sketch us. Maybe we'll hit up Mina Kimes who's been doing some watercolors. Maybe we'll hit her up and see if she'll just sketch out a uh, – or etch a sketch uh, Ryan Finley thing. And her signature can be on the tattoo. That's fine. Well, yeah. I mean, look, enough. I don't I, know Ryan any Finley's artists. Enough. who. I mean, who's uh, – uh, yeah. All right, moving along to the Houston Texans, who are a terrible football team with no draft picks. 67th is their first overall. 50-1 to one to win the AFC. 100-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. And they Let have me ask whole... you a question. Do you think anyone on planet Earth – and I'm being serious. We'll bet on the Texans at 100 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Like Do you remember? Anyone. No. Do you remember when Sean Wagner McGuff said that the Texans were a good bet to win the Super Bowl last year? <laughs> ho, ho, ho! Up high, down hard! That's why he got fired, right? That is, yeah. Between <laughs> that's, that and that's my understanding. He ranked Doug Peterson as a top five NFL head coach and Carson Wentz as a top 10 quarterback and all. It just, it was too much for CBS, so they fired him. It snowballed. Yeah. Got out of control. Uh, so they're, the first overall draft pick, 67. They have a number 100, number 113, uh, upcoming free agents, Nick Martin, Vernon Hargraves, Tyrell Adams, Will Fuller. I also think Gary and Conley is a free agent as well. Maybe Devo's just slacking and only doing the, the, the guys he looks at premier. And, uh, they're set to have $5.9 million in cap space via over the cap, 18th in the NFL. And frankly, when we talk about biggest offseason priorities and needs, I don't even know that you can discuss the Houston Texans without first saying that they have to solve the Deshaun Watson thing. 
Like nothing well, else matters. A listener did ask us to say nice things about the Texans just on the on the Miller podcast. I'll try to do that over the course of this conversation. Um, at least be neutral. So if you're a Nick Casario, the new GM, and I think the report is he does not want to be the person who trades Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Do you want to be the person that keeps Deshaun Watson and he just doesn't play ever again and then your team is still terrible and you got nothing for him? So surely Nick Casario knew what he was walking into and that it involved potentially and very likely living in a world without Deshaun Watson. You would hope so. If I'm the Texans, I'm trading Deshaun Watson, not just because he wants to leave and he's not going to play for you because uh, he's refusing to play for you, as we found out on Friday, because he actually has met with uh, David Cauley, the new head coach, and he was pretty blunt about the situation, like, hey, man, uh, love you, but I'm never playing for the Texans again because I hate this organization. So your best bet is literally take from the highest bidder, like start pitting people against each other, start using your little finger stuff outside the organization and get teams battling for Watson because you have no draft picks. You need draft picks. So uh, that helps you. Uh, you pick up some cap space, maybe not this year, uh, but it, it's just going to help you in the long run to just get this done. It's pulling the Band-Aid off. End it now. Get the Sean out the window. You can start planning for the draft. If you know you have two extra first-round picks coming up in this year's draft, that helps you plan for this offseason. If you trade Deshaun Watson two days before the draft, all of a sudden, you know, you're in total disarray. You went through free agency without knowing what you needed. So I think Brenton is right. It is something they've got to figure out first. And if they're going to make a trade, they honestly should make it in the next two weeks. Yep. That's the thing. I mean, you're making it in June. Who does that help? It doesn't help you. Deshaun Watson doesn't care either way. And the funny thing is, like, we're all focused on this. And I would imagine the Texans are too. They're not even addressing the 10,000 other things they got to figure out on that roster. But that they can't because of no draft picks and no salary caps. But that's the thing is, like, you, and we said this months ago, with this for, or I think it was months ago, weeks ago, whatever it was, when it first popped up, is that if you're Houston, you need to decide what you're going to do. And they've apparently, they did that. They decided they're not going to trade him. But if he's not going to play, and if it's possible that Deshaun Watson is principled enough to sit out, an entire NFL year. And I, I, I go back, JJ and I, John, Jonathan Jones, I think, and I talked about this a little bit, but like Deshaun Watson does not come from a rich background. Deshaun Watson comes from like abject poverty. Warwick Dunn helped build a house for his family when he was a little kid. He knows what it's like to, to not have money. And so I, I guess what I, my point is that I don't think the, the, the potential loss of his salary for 2021 I think it's possible he is principled enough to withstand that, that financial hardship. And, and I, and that's, if I'm the Texans, that's what I'm scared about. So yes, they need to drum up bidders and you, you have to do it before free agency. If you don't do it before free agency and you make a bunch of moves, you don't know, you just don't know where you're going to get, you can't trade him right before the draft, right? No, you do it now. Like Breach said, if you wait, you're, you're losing leverage. Like I, Look, I understand if, in fact, the reports are true that Nick Casario doesn't want to be the guy to trade um, Deshaun Watson. But, okay, do you want to be – like I just said, do you want to be the guy that didn't trade him and then the organization somehow got worse because he didn't play? So I do wonder if Nick Casario wish he hasn't ta- wish he hadn't taken this job. Like, I, in his so heart of hearts, I, I wonder if he – I mean, the, the, I feel like when he was hired, Watson had been pretty clear that Deshaun right. Watson didn't want to play for the team. So it's like no, he I has think himself came to out- blame. I think it came out after the, after the, the Casario hiring. That's when it spiked. Cause he's like, they told me I was going to be involved in the search for the GM and I wasn't. And the head coach. Yeah. I, I think I, it was pretty clear that he was upset though. Right. That yes, wasn't, a, I don't think that was a mystery. No, but he hadn't demanded a trade. He is now, he hasn't, he, has since, he hasn't demanded a trade publicly yet, right? Uh, his agent has demanded a trade. Has he breached? Yeah. I don't think he's done it publicly. It's been through all reports and then obviously you had the, the, the report from last week that said Deshaun Watson has told the head coach up front, person to person on a Zoom call that he wants to be traded. So he's pretty much demanded. I don't think he's actually said anything publicly, though. And I, I mean, we have a headline that says Deshaun Watson requests trade on CBSSports.com. Who? who wrote that? Uh, John, Jonathan Jones. I was hoping it was breach. NFL.com has Deshaun Watson has requested to be traded. Well, yeah, because John, JJ right, but he hasn't done it publicly. He hasn't come out and tweeted, I want, like, set me free. 
Right. JJ's talked to sources that, that have told right. him that. That's but, different. That's not him yeah. or his agent stating publicly that he wants to be traded. It's all been my, done behind my closed thing is doors. This. When Deshaun does come out and says on a press conference or Instagram or wherever, look, man, I'm done playing, then things really start to accelerate for what Nick Casario needs to do because then – it's 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 like it's for real. It's not like not just people talking behind the scenes. It's the, the guy said, I'm not going to play and you can be as stubborn as you want to be, but you don't have any leverage. Other, you can find him. But like to your point, Brinson, maybe he's fine with the money he's already earned and he's willing to give back the, the salary cap. I mean, the, the signing bonus or whatever. So we'll see. And And this is a huge deal. The reason you need to do it now is because, look, you're trying to fill all these holes that you have to fill on your roster, you know, whether that's cornerback, whether that's wide receiver Whatever it is, you know, you'd like to know if you have the draft picks earlier, uh, so that you can fill those holes to the draft. You need to do it in free agency. You can't, if you have this many holes on the roster, you need to be able to plan where you can fill them. If Deshaun Watson's on your roster, well, that changes things because you don't pick until, what'd you say, Wilson, the 65th? Yep. Until the third round. So it, it just changes the dynamic of your offseason planning so much. Everything. It blows my mind that they're just not just doing this trade so they can move forward and try to actually plan their offseason. I mean, I hey. guess look, hey, look again, I said to you either you got to decide you're going to do it or not do it. And they're, they're deciding not to do it. So if you, at least they are planning to go forward with no trade that they think they can convince him to bring it back. I mean, that doesn't mean it's going to work. This no, the Texans are big losers for there being no combine. Do you know? How- Go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead. This is how bad the Texans are. I was going to ask you this, but I can look it up because I'm standing right at it. Devo put it on the rundown. The Texans have worse odds to win the AFC in the Super Bowl than the Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars, as we have noted, won one game last year. Jacksonville's forty to one to win the AFC. Texans are fifty to one. Jacksonville's seventy-five to one to win the Super Bowl. And as you mentioned, the the Texans are a hundred to one. I mean, that's where things are right now on a team that two years ago was regularly winning more than they lost and regularly going to the playoffs, even though Bill O'Brien and, and, you know, there was friction between him and JJ Watt and, and Deshaun or whatever, things have gotten immeasurably worse and are going to get worse until they figure out this quarterback situation. Don't even disagree. Um, okay. They got, again, like we can go, they have tons of defense, tons of defensive needs. They need cornerbacks. They need pass rushers. They need linebackers. They need probably wide offensive receiver. line help and they need wide receiver help. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a bad scene. Wolf. I mean, they're nothing is great here. They do you have know how you fill those holes with draft picks. You know how you get draft picks? You trade Deshaun Watson. That's right. Um, yeah. Will Fuller could be a, a candidate to come back since he suspended one game. We'll see. But yeah, yeah. the Deshaun Watson thing is really holding up everything about the Texans offseason. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we will look at the Titans. Off-season. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Just kidding. We're going to look at the Colts offseason because the Colts actually didn't finish. Uh, the Colts have the 
Colts finished, they made the playoffs, but didn't win the division. Um, 2021 odds to win the AFC 12 to 1 and to win the Super Bowl 22 to 1. They have the 21st overall pick, the 54th overall pick. Hmm, and there's a pick missing in here. Number 118. Oh, that's right. They traded for Carson Wentz. Their free agents, Xavier Rhodes, Zach Pascal, Anthony Walker, T.Y. Hilton, Danico Altry, Justin Houston, Mo Alley Cox, and Jacoby Brissett are projected to have $43.6 million in the NFL in terms of salary cap space. Fourth in the NFL. I am not in on the Colts this year because of the Carson Wentz thing. I'm just, I'm out of the Colts. they treated Phillip Rivers? <laughs> no. Philip Rivers left. They, no, I'm just out on the Colts. Um, but I, I, and again, do you know what? I have some, apparently some bet like blossoming, but the thing is Chris Ballard is an awesome general manager. Like he has kept, I mean, this team is a, like a, a, a Super Bowl contender last year has traded for a quarterback with a big salary, had a, a, a veteran quarterback with a big salary. He's got $44 million in cap space. He is very good about using his cap space. He's the type of general manager you want working for your football team. And while I don't, necessarily buy into the Carson Wentz thing. I do think that Chris Ballard will have this team uh, competitive for sure. Yeah, I think that's right. I don't know where I am on the Carson Wentz thing. I know what I said previously, but Frank Reich, maybe there's something there. And, you know, he did play well in 2019. So we'll see. I think some of the issue for me is that the way he left Philadelphia, and we've talked about it in the past, so I won't get into it. But I, there's no disagreement that Chris Ballard knows exactly what he's doing, that they have the salary cap space, that they get the players that fit that system, and those players play extremely well together, and everyone seems to be on the same page. All things that you want in an organization, and and I think the, obviously the biggest issue is Carson Wentz and or Jacob Eason or whatever plan C might be, but everything else is, is coming together. They have to figure out Anthony Costanzo, who retired, they can draft a, uh, someone in the first round. They can sign someone in free agency because they have the money. I think they're in pretty good shape. And, and I think, you know, Breach mentioned that which team do we think is going to win this division? I think that the Chiefs, excuse the Chiefs, the Colts and the, and the Titans are right up there at the top. How much better? In fact, wow, we'll get to it in a second. We'll talk about the Titans, but the Titans and the, and the Colts are, are pretty, pretty freaking close when it comes to their odds of winning the AFC. Sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that the, the Colts looks like they have slightly better odds, twenty-two to one to win the Super Bowl. The Titans are twenty-eight to one, and I think a reason for that. And again, I don't know how I'm on the Debo train here, not with you guys, but I'm on the Carson Wentz bandwagon. I think the Colts are going to be really, really good this year, and you have to love the fact that they have so much cap space. Again, this is that one year where you have so much cap space the, the other teams don't have. And so you're not getting in these huge bidding wars because other teams can't afford to get in these huge bidding wars. And so you're looking at these holes. If you're the Colts and you see the Super Bowl window, you say, we have this great defense. We brought in Carson Wentz. We've got a hopefully a good quarterback for the next few years. Now, what do we need to do? Well, let's get a left tackle in here. Uh, Again, Trent Williams is out there. If I'm the Colts, I'm calling him. If you want to get someone slightly cheaper, maybe you bring in someone like Russell Okung or Daryl Williams from Buffalo. Uh, but there are tackles out there that you can sign if you don't want to risk it by drafting an offensive lineman because somewhat, sometimes that can be risky. Uh, if you're the Colts, you probably need a receiver too. We've already mentioned receivers that are out there. Uh, if you want to go make a play for Marvin Jones or Will Fuller or even one of the top tier guys like Allen Robinson or Chris Godwin, uh, all of a sudden Carson Wentz has targets. They have a running game. Their offensive line, if they get that left tackle position, uh, filled up with someone who's good, all of a sudden their offensive line is one of the best in football. So I just think from top to bottom, this Colts team has one of the best rosters in the NFL. They have probably two or three holes, but all of those can be filled with the money they have. Uh, they have so much money in their salary cap, they can go out and fill those holes with free agents. So I just think the Colts could be really good. I can't believe you're off the bandwagon, Brinson. Yeah, well, you know, what are you going to do? They, um, look, they, a lot, I think, depends on who they bring back from their current free agents. And I think there's a really good chance that somebody like a Trey Burton comes back because he's had his best, years with Frank Reich and um you know wait does that really matter to you let let me put you this way if Carson Wentz is on on the Chiefs how many games is that team winning next year starting for Carson Wentz is on the Chiefs yeah how many games is that team winning 11 I was gonna say Uh, they're not winning 13 but I mean 11 seems 10 yeah 10 or 11 right probably I I would yes I would trust Andy Reid to get Carson Wentz right I got I wouldn't bet against Andy Reid getting Carson Wentz right 
Wait, wait, what's that? Debo says 16 and 0. So. That's right. Um, I do think that there are a few more concerns than you guys are giving, or at least Breach was giving credit, uh, for starters at left tackle. Like, wrong. Anthony, because, okay. Um, they say wrong. They're wrong. Wrong. <laughs> he, he just did talk about why you were laughing about something else. The plans to, to, to fill those needs at left tackle. No, I know, but I just think his plan was get somebody good to fill the spot. Well, like, they had a salary cap. And I said there's plenty of names out there to sign. This isn't like, I'm just did saying. You name, did you name someone. a name? Yeah, I named three names. names. I wouldn't listen. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Trent Williams is one. Um, yes. I know. I'm just kidding. Uh, Williams and Russell Okung, which I'm not crazy about, but the other two seem certain yeah. reasons. No, Trent, Trent Williams. Makes a lot of sense. Would be a great fit. Um, I, I do think the wide, I, I think the wide receiver position is being a little bit slept on. I'm curious what they do with T.Y. Hilton. He has looked sharp at times, but has also looked like he's certainly past his prime. I don't know if Michael Pittman's ready to be a true number one and Paris Campbell, uh, you know, you'd like to see him finally break out. So the pass catchers and the left tackle, all I'm saying is that we saw Carson Wentz, you know, they didn't have the protection. In Let me Philly. ask you this. Last year, they traded first round pick for DeForest Buckner, slam dunk. I think we all agree that was a great decision. Great trade. Middle. What if they trade a first round pick for JJ Arthega Whiteside? Would you think that would help Carson Wentz? Jeez. <laughs> um, that is his favorite target from Philly, right, Tebow? Yeah, I, I'm surprised you mentioned Trey Burton because, you know, he was involved in the Philly special and you want to remove all things Super Bowl from from Carson Wentz's memory, and don't want to have to have him Ooh, interact with him on a daily point. basis. That's a good point. Maybe yeah, I could see Carson Wentz being upset that they keep Trey Burton on the roster. He caught the pass. He threw the pass to Nick Foles. I can't have him around. He reminds me of Nick Foles. How will I survive or play football with Nick Foles you're, around? You know, you're hit or miss with your impersonations. That's that's got to be the worst. But what I mean, that's, obvious, that's obviously just a baby. It's not Carson Wentz. I um, want Debo. I have a baby. That's not what a baby sounds like. Debo, cut that clip. <laughs> and next year, hopefully the Super Bowl, when we interview Carson Wentz on the Pick 6 Podcast Show, roll that clip and say to Carson Wentz, we'll give you 10 guesses as to who this is. Will Brits is the person doing the impression, but guess who he's doing right now? <laughs> so you're admitting, that, you're admitting that Carson Wentz won't be playing in the Super Bowl. Whoa. Oh, 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 It'll be like when Chris Long and, and Danny Cannell were on the same set and had to talk about it <laughs> at Super Bowl, and I was in the middle. It was extremely awkward. Um, what do you think Carson Wentz does? Just a, a random meeting in, like, October. Frank Reich says, you know, we ran this play with Nick a couple years ago. What, what's Carson's reaction? Who's Nick? Nick Foles? <laughs> I cannot wait for I cannot wait for February. Uh, all I'm saying is that you have – you're bringing in a new quarterback. Granted, who knows the scheme? I think that's really important. Like, if I'm gonna, if I want to give Philip Rivers credit, if I'm gonna give the Colts credit last year for the acquisition of Philip Rivers because he knows Frank Reich's scheme, then I also have to give, you know, the Colts credit for the acquisition of Carson Wentz because he knows Frank Reich's scheme. You're talking about an offseason that could be shortened, could be limited. It is a new quarterback. And so being, having some introduction to the scheme is important. Um, Brinson, you won't. Uh, we... Go ahead, Debo. Well, I was, Princeton, you won't agree to getting a anything shaved into your head if the if the Colts win the division. If they make the I'm Super Bowl, I don't if, shave if, things in my head. If they make the Super Bowl, I want a horseshoe on the side of your head. Yes. Uh Super Bowl. So you gotta host the podcast all week with a horseshoe in your head. Side of my head. I'm four I'm, I'll be forty years old in June. I'm I'll, not shaving things all right, in the side about, I'll do the same Debo thing. Gets to throw a horseshoe at you. <laughs> From 30 feet away. Pick one. We, uh, we almost saw, we almost saw Brady Quinn's wife kill him with a horseshoe <laughs> in, in downtown oh yeah, Atlanta. That? That's right. <laughs> He's just winging that thing down there. Um, your squad is the Rams. I'll, I'll shave whatever a ram into my head. Or what it's if it's a Rams Colts Super Bowl? Then we're both screwed. It's funny how big Britches Brinson backs down when, when the stakes. I'm not shaving anything into my head. I don't shave, shave it into your beard. Head. I was, I would get, I would get a horseshoe shaved into my beard or shave a horseshoe, uh, goatee. How about that? No, nah, mm-hmm. cause you won't keep it. You have to dye your, you have to dye your beard half white, half blue or, or orange for Carson Wentz or orange for, yes, orange, orange hair. Why is he, oh, red hair? Orange, I was like, yeah. what? orange hair and then half blue, half white beard for the Colts winning the Super Bowl. And you I'm have not, to buy a Carson Wentz jersey and wear it 
for a, a month straight without taking it off. No, but it, you have only to shower a, in it. Only a fool would mess with their hair at the age of forty. Just playing with fire. Why? Because Carson Wentz went to the Super Bowl. Oh, look at this guy. He's well, sick. and also, also. Somebody read the fine print at the uh, hair plugs for men conversation. No, uh, see, Debo has it. Debo has it. De, here's the problem. Debo's saying if the Colts make the Super Bowl, uh-uh. I want if Carson Wentz makes the Super Bowl. That's fine. Oh. He ain't been there once. Well, that was actually going to be my next question. What? So, you know, I, I'm I on hear the, Jacoby Brissett's starting the Super Bowl. No, Jake. Well, he's a, he's Jacob, a, Jacob he's a free agent. Jacob Jacoby's a free agent. Jacob Eason, right. So what, like, right now as we sit here. Oh, Marlon Mack's a free agent, too? 70% over-under Carson Wentz starts the season. Oh, I think he'll hit the bonus that gets the Eagles. No, no, I mean, right now, there's a 70% chance he starts the season. You're going over or under week one starter. I mean, way over. I okay. hope I'm it's not, 100%. I'm just not sure. Like, if Jacob Eason balls out. If, just, he doesn't you, get, if he doesn't get injured, he's 100% starting. Okay. Let me, wait, let me get this straight. You are taking the Colts to make a deep run and think they're better than the Titans, but you're not even 100% no. sure they're... I didn't say that. Okay. I just said that the odds have them really close. Yeah, I think the, the t- Titans' odds are much better. It's, it's crazy. Um, it, it, look, the, their priorities need to be figure out the pass rush. Find, their, their priority number one needs to be find a left tackle and decide what they're going to do at wide receiver for that T.Y. Hilton spot. And then yeah, I think... I mean, my issue is the quarterback. If that's settled, then everything else is sort of settled. Well, the quarterback's settled. I mean, settled in terms of him playing well. Yeah, but I, but my point is that he needs a left tackle, and he needs a... Like, you're losing a very above-average tackle. I mean, it's not For like sure. A, but Breach has talked about... I mean, they have all that cap, salary cap space. It'll be fine. Okay, just easy. Plug and play. Left tackle. Plug and play wide receiver. Go. Simple. It's all so simple, fellas. All right, let's get to the final team. I love that this is flipped. Breach is off the Titans bandwagon now. You cannot try to crawl back on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I live in Nashville. Nobody, nobody said I'm off the Titans bandwagon. I just kicked you off. I'm driving no, it. I'm riding the caboose of the Colts bandwagon. Where I can jump off at any point. I'm still riding shotgun on the Titans bandwagon. Well, I got, oh, no. I got, I got bad news for you in that Colts bandwagon because the driver just leapt out and onto the Titans bandwagon, and that <laughs> thing's careening out of control for a cavern. Uh. I, I mean, I think the Colts are the best team in the division, but I still. Oh, here, hold on. The, let me let me let me do the Titans odd. The Titan Titans oh, thirteen yeah, yeah. to one to win the AFC, twenty eight to one to win the Super Bowl. Top three draft picks, twenty two, fifty three, and eighty six. Top three agents, uh, quite a bit. Jonu Smith and Corey Davis, Desmond King, Taquan Jones, Jayon Brown, Jadavian Clowney, Stephen Guskowski, Anthony mm. Ferkser. So breach. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah, I, I think the Colts have the best roster from top to bottom. But this Titans team is literally built to win nine or ten games every year. I don't think that's going to be an issue. Yes, they have a lot of problems starting with uh, their pass rush. They had mm-hmm. the under 20 sacks last season. I think they were the first team since like 1979 or something to make the playoffs when they got under 20 sacks. So if you can't get any if you can't rush the quarterback, you're going to struggle in the playoffs. We saw that. So they need to get that figured out. So they were probably pretty disappointed to lose out on J.J. Watt. Um, obviously, they could stand to add a few receivers here because not only are they maybe losing Corey Davis, they could lose Johnny Smith, who I think is one of the most underrated pass-catching tight ends out there. Um, but you know what? The bottom line is you have Ryan Tannehill, you have Derrick Henry, and your offensive line is still in place. And I think that's enough to kind of steamroll their way to a nine and seven record minimum because of the division they're in playing the Texans in Jacksonville. So uh, I, I think they'll be okay, but they definitely need to add some pieces. Shout out to breach for not saying the first order of business should be to resign Steven Goskowski. So there's that. Uh, what a surprising move. But yeah, I think breach is right about everything else. I think they are built to win nine games. Derek Henry will do what Derek Henry does. Ryan Tannehill's a really good quarterback. The pass rush is a huge issue. I'm sure they're well aware of that. They have lost Arthur Smith, so I don't know how big of an impact that will have on, on the play good calling. Point. We'll see. But I, I do feel like the Colts, and again, this for me rides with what Carson Wentz is, whether he's 2019 Carson Wentz or 2021 or 2020 Carson Wentz will determine how this thing shakes out. I don't think there's a situation in 2021 uh, where uh, Jacksonville 
has a legit chance to win it. And again, we, we, we've talked about the Texans. They may not win a football game. I just don't know what to make of them. So <laughs> yeah, the Titans are a team that will get you those eight wins. And then whether it's two or three more, that just depends on, on sort of how things shake out last month of the season. I don't really know anything about Todd Downing, their uh, offensive coordinator. I think this is the highest. His uh, dad owns DHL. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest thing you ever said. There you go. Uh, oh, sorry. He was the Raiders offensive coordinator in 2017. Raiders quarterbacks coach in 2015 through 2016 and has been the tight ends coach for the Titans for 2019 and 2020. I'm going to quickly look up was the, the Raiders were not good in Raiders were good in 2016, right? 2017? No, Frank six and 10. And the uh, offense ranked 23rd in the NFL. Not good. When did Derek, Derek Carr got hurt in 16 or 17? Cause 16. Oh, cause he was having, he was Carson Wentz before Carson Wentz was because he broke That's his right. leg. Hmm. That's right. Um, yeah, they brought Marshawn Lynch in. He carried the ball 200 times. Really that bad? Hmm. Oh, then Del Rio got fired after that year. Yeah, they made him announce the fact they were hiring John Gruden. That was his. Yeah, they just came back to earth a little bit. And who had been their offensive coordinator the year before? Uh, Bill Musgrave. I think, I think their offense was probably, they were like seventh in the NFL in points scored in 2016. Hmm. I mean, 2017 was interesting because you had, you had to coach Derek Carr coming off his broken leg. Broken leg, yeah. And so I think that makes it dicey. It's not fair to judge someone that one year. Uh, it's not like he got a second chance. And I'm not saying that means he's going to work out in Tennessee. I'm just saying that if that's your only other offensive coordinator experience, I'm not going to judge it because, you know, we have our reservations about Derek Carr during those years and especially Derek Carr coming off a broken leg. Uh, so it's hard to say if whatever he's going to do would work in Tennessee. Yeah. And I think it's important to note, like he's got experience calling plays. That's a, that's a big plus. Um, and he also has two years of experience as a tight ends coach working for Mike Vrabel and Arthur Smith's staff. So he has watched Arthur Smith call plays. I guess I was sort of trying to walk myself into a spot is can Todd Downey come in and, you know, replicate as Wilson likes to say, 75% of Arthur, Arthur Smith's play calling. Cause I think if that's the case and you, you can just create something similar to what the Titans had last year, it's not like you're dialing up insane, you know, trick plays and, and all that. Like you're, <laughs> Hey, feed the ball to Derrick Henry, pal. Um, and so from that perspective, I think that drop off doesn't worry me as much. Although I think it's a great point. I, I hadn't entirely considered it. I think this team needs help at the pass catcher spot in a bad way. Yeah, I mean, Corey, nice. Corey Davis, you're going to pay Corey Davis market value that that's they don't have ask. any money either. They don't. Um, and I didn't mention their salary cap space somehow. Uh, did I? No. They have negative $2.2 million, number 22nd in the NFL, according to over the cap. So that is indeed a problem. I think the good thing is this team is predicated, offensively speaking, on Ryan Tannehill bootlegging plays, making some plays with his legs, taking vertical shots, uh, A.J. Brown, big play explosions, and Derrick Henry running the ball. And they have a ton of continuity on the offensive line. They have Henry coming back. And they have AJ Brown and Tannehill. So for the most part, this offense, like I have a lot more questions about the Colts offense than the Titans offense, at least in terms of the consistency from last year to this year hmm. outside of the offensive coordinator. Yeah. I don't know, but they have the Colts have a whole new quarterback and that's the left, big, I mean, that's the big issue for me. They and a left tackle and their number one wide receiver. But as you just pointed out, they don't have any wide receivers. So they need to have a wide receiver. They used to have a tight end in Tennessee as well. And they had AJ um, Brown. Yeah, but I mean, they have Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman is an AJ Brown, but I mean, they, they, they have a play, a guy who can play. But yeah, I mean, it's Carson Wentz, obviously, but I do want to see what, um, Todd Downing, I think. Is that what, is that what his name is? Todd Downing? Yeah, Todd Downing. Todd Downing. Uh, def- the defensive line is a bit of an issue here too. Uh, Jack Crawford and Daquan Jones, free agents as well as to David Clowney. Um, so they need to decide how to get some pass rush because that was a big bugaboo for him. Last year and, and then kind of, you know, kind of worked out once they got to the later on in the season, but they just didn't have any pass rush. They have some talented players in the back end, a Dory Jackson, et cetera, but they need, they need to find some, some pass rush. Well, so and they I would, whiffed, they whiffed on their two biggest signings with Vic Beasley and Jadeveon Clowney. So badly they went out there and tried to do something. It did not work. 
So I don't know if you look to the draft. I mean, they don't really have any money to spend, like you mentioned. So this is probably be something where you have to draft someone because uh, I don't know that you can afford – pass rushers are not cheap. And so unless you pull off a trade, maybe like Von Miller, I don't know that the Broncos would do that. But I think unless you find Miller's someone- probably getting cut. So, I mean, he could he could end up in this scheme, and that wouldn't be a crazy idea. But the um, issue is – even maybe worse than Jadavion. He's in his thirties. Melvin Ingram's in his thirties. So, but there are guys out there. If you had money, you know, like if Bud Dupree hits free agency, Matthew Judon hits free. Well, that's the thing is that these are all expensive guys. So I'm not sure how they are going to be able to make that work. Yeah, and there's not Malcolm Butler could be a cap casualty. Maybe they can save ten million dollars immediately by cutting him. Not cutting Taylor Lewan, I don't think. Uh, Roger Saffold would be tough. Adoree Jackson, guys. I don't know exactly how you're clearing up all this space in Tennessee. So yeah, that's man. Malcolm Butler might be getting cut. And he's got he's holding up eight percent of their salary cap Their salary cap that's wow, quite a bit. That. Yeah, and they can save ten million dollars and twelve twelve point two if he's a post June one cut. So yeah, that's possible. Anyway, I, I I don't think I think this team it has very clear areas of need. Like the pass rush and wide receiver and pass catchers. All and, right, rank, rank the division then. How's this going to finish? Uh, Titans, Colts, Jaguars, Texans. That's easy yeah, for me. That's where I'm at. I'm sure Breach and Debo are on the Colts train. Colts, Titans, Jaguars, Texans. Anyone think the Texans aren't going to finish? <laughs> are they going to win three games? If they have to sell Watson, they could be better than the Jaguars or the I feel like Deshaun Watson if he plays is just gonna be like throwing left handed and stuff. Like he just like I'm I'm out of here. Or he pulls a James Harden and shows up fat. <laughs> Did James Harden show up fat and then got traded? Is yes. that what happened? And then like two weeks later he was in Brooklyn looking svelte. Like he oh, looked he, he looked fat suit. it looked like he was wearing a fat suit. He was so fat in Houston. There you go, it was inc- it was incredible. Like he showed up and he was like, what is this like he'd been like Carb loading for two weeks and then Deshaun, he, you know what Deshaun should do? He should get Vince Wilfork to wear that, those overalls that he wore, <laughs> wear Deshaun mask and say, Hey, I'm ready to play. I want <laughs> him know? showing up. I want him showing up at training camp with like a couple of tubs of Ben and Jerry's. Like, oh, everybody, what's going on? <laughs> if you're, if you're Deshaun Watson, you can lose that weight like that. You know, you're not going to spend three months trying to do it like I would. You know, you'd be, you'd be like just down immediately just by exercising. So why not? Ooh, uh, there's a strategy. That is one strategy. All right, that's the AFC South, an interesting division to say the least. Make sure to check back tomorrow for Pete Prisco's Top 100 Free Agents. For Ryan and John, I will. See you guys later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.